Hello everyone, my name is Philippe and this is the podcast Life with AI, the podcast that we talk about artificial intelligence in a simpler way. And for today's episode, I'm going to talk about a subject that I think it's really important and I think everyone should know, which is racist algorithms. And I'm going to talk about this subject through some examples. And through these examples, I'm going to explain what was the problem in this example and what the people did to solve this problem uh, for the problems that were solved, because some of these problems are not yet solved, I think. But let's go. Let's start with the first example. And actually, I'm not going to say just about uh, racist algorithms. When racist mean color, I'm going to also talk about problems with religion and, and problems with the gender of the person. So let's start for racist algorithms, considering the skin color of the, the person. And the first example that I, I brought here is black people being labeled by algorithms as monkeys or gorillas in photos. And you may ask you, yourself, why algorithms are labeling people as people was, or as monkeys or gorillas? It's because when you have some pictures, you can maybe search from some pictures in your gallery. So maybe you want to know some places that you visit and you want all the photos of this place in the same package. And you can maybe search for a specific person and that's why algorithms label photos. And in this photo, instead of labeling the person as a person, it labeled the person, the black people or a black person as monkey or gorillas, which is a huge problem that I will later explain why did it happen. And another case I have brought here is that in 2020, and I think most of you know about this case, the Twitter found out that the social network prioritized white faces instead of black faces. And some people try to answer this by saying, no, it's not a racist algorithm. It's because the white person is more important for the social network or for the picture than the, the black person. But they, they picked a photo of uh, Barack Obama and another white person. And the, the social media focused on the white person and of course Barack Obama is more important than the other person because I think that doesn't have a lot of people in the world that are more important than Barack Obama. And in parallel to this, we use it to have, and when I say we use it to have, it's in the past, we use it to have a Microsoft facial recognition algorithm that could not identify black faces very well. And the problem was not only with black faces. The algorithm had a general problem with female faces. And if the, the person was a female and black, that's a problem. The algorithm was not able at all to, to detect uh, black females in the time. And we have a documentary in Netflix explaining this, this problem, which is called Bias. And I really advise you to take a look on it. It's a very good documentary. And the last example that I brought here about uh, racist algorithms related to the skin color is, the, is a Google algorithm that labeled black people holding an object that looked like a weapon, but it, the, the object was not a weapon. It just looked like a weapon. If the person was black, the algorithm labeled it as a weapon. But if a white person holding the same object in the same position, the algorithm did not label it as a weapon. And maybe you're going to ask, no, it's a different picture. Maybe it's another thing in the scenario. No, it's the same picture 
one picture, the hand is white, and the other same picture, the hand is black, and the object was also the same. It was not a weapon, but when it's a black person, the algorithm labeled it as a weapon. And then it's a white person, the algorithm does not label as a weapon. So let's explain what's the problem behind all of this. The biggest problem that we have here is that we have a huge bias on the data. And let's explain what is a bias on the data. The problem is that imagine that you have uh, pictures of a lot of people, a lot of white people and black people. When you are training your algorithm, you need that the algorithm see more or less the same number of black people and white people, the same number of men and women, because otherwise he will focus more on the majority class. So if you show to your algorithm more white men and less black women, your algorithm will not be able to well classify black women because it didn't see photos of black women. And the problem is that most of people that work with this kind of algorithms are white men. And I'm not saying it from my head. There are data and there are research that show that most of people that work with artificial intelligence, with computer science, are white men. And these white men, they test the algorithms with themselves. And if you don't have a white woman in the lab to test this algorithm, you may not know that uh, the algorithm have this problem. So we need to, when creating the database, we need to verify and assure that the database that we are using are not biased. And for the problem of uh, black people being labeled as monkeys or gorillas, is because maybe we have more photos of monkeys and gorillas in our data set than photos of black people. And for this specific problem, we can hard code a solution. We can give a much lower score when the algorithm label a person as a monkey or a gorilla in the moment of the training. But maybe if we just do this, instead of increase the number of black people in the images that we pass to our algorithm, it can classify the, the black people as another thing instead of people, you know? So you need to increase the number of data of these people, the black people, so the algorithm can learn. So this is a very simple problem to solve, and they already solved it. There is a long time that, for example, facial recognition systems do not have problem against uh, black faces. We see our iPhones and like there is no problem at all to recognize black faces. But before we had, and we solved this problem by increasing the number of data that we pass it to our algorithm of the, the other classes, the less representative classes. And now I'm gonna give you an example that I already gave in another episode. And I will not go deep into this example. I'm gonna just talk about it because it's important, which is an algorithm that uh, tell the probability of people committing crimes in the US or recommitting crimes. And the researchers found that the algorithm was basically using the skin color to make the predictions. And the the way to solve the problem of this algorithm was just to not use this algorithm because i don't know about you but for me it's bizarre that uh, there is an algorithm saying the probability of you by committing crimes based on your past and your photo i think it's a huge problem of privacy and after people seeing the problems that this algorithm this kind of algorithm could have they do not use it anymore 
And there are other algorithms that uh, have the same problem of privacy. For example, in China, we have some, they have some algorithms to give a score to a person to say how good or how bad this person is to the society. And I don't like it at all. I don't think we should have algorithms saying this kind of things about us. It's a huge privacy problem for me. I, I don't know what you think, but I hope you agree with me because it's, it's a really a big problem. We cannot control some of things that algorithms do. And this is very important to give a score or to give a probability of you committing crimes. And now let's say the last example about a race, uh, racist algorithms related to skin color. And many of my listeners are from US. And in US, most of systems are controlled, by, are managed by algorithms. And when we are saying about uh, insurance, healthcare, it's not different. We have a lot of algorithms controlling what insurance companies do. And one problem that they had is that they saw that one of the algorithms was giving lower risk for black people than white people with the same symptoms. So a black person and a white person with the same symptoms, the risk of the black person is always lower than the white person just because of the skin color. And to a black person to have the same risk as a white person, uh, this person needs to have much higher symptoms to, to, to have the, the same risk. So some researchers tried to understand what was the problem inside of it. And the researchers realized that the algorithm was used in the previous year annual health expenditure as a very important variable to say the, the risk of the person. And they saw that normally black people have a lower annual health expenditure than white people. And the algorithm was thinking that if black people spent lower money than white people is because they have a lower risk. But in truth, the problem is that black people have uh, historically less money than white people. So they are not expending less money because they get less sick. They are expending less money because they have less money. And another time, I'm not saying it from my head. I'm saying it from data. When we can see the data, normally black people in US have a lower salary than white people and they spend less in healthcare. Just to go a little bit deeper in this case for you, only 18% of people who received additional help with a treatment were black. And the researchers tried to estimate the correct number of black people that should have received this additional help. And the correct number should be 47%. So instead of 18%, 47%. And here we can see a very racist algorithm. And it's not really the, a fault of the algorithm. It's a fault of the data because the, the artificial intelligence algorithm is learning from the data that our society is producing. So the data that we input to our algorithm is racist because our society more or less has a structural racism and we are passing it for the algorithm through the data. So in this case, what they did to solve the problem is to try to find another variables that are less problematic than this one to try to input to the algorithm so that the algorithm make less uh, racist predictions. 
and a prediction that is equal to white people and black people despite of the the skin color which uh, which doesn't have any sense because the skin color cannot be an important variable to to people's risk and the problem here is that i'm not saying that the algorithm is discriminating from the color it's discriminating for another variable that is biased from the color the skin color you say so we cannot just okay i'm not gonna give the algorithm the skin color of the person no we do not give for the algorithm the skin color but from other variables the algorithm is able to know your skin color because of how our society works today and you may think also here why don't we just remove the variable of uh, previous year's annual health expenditure. We cannot remove it because it's an important variable. The problem is that the algorithm cannot uh, use just this variable or make a huge impact on this variable to make the prediction. And I went to a machine learning and artificial intelligence conference last year, and I saw a guy that uh, he did not develop a new algorithm, but he developed a way to say to the network, do not use a lot some of the features, some of the variables that are more sensible like this one. So using, I'm going to say, the trick that he developed to including the algorithm, we could uh, solve the same problem, but without using a lot this variable. We would use this variable because it's important, but we would not use it a lot because it's sensitive. And a cool result, a cool finding of his research is that using what he developed in the algorithm increased the power of the algorithm in the end. So using less the sensitive features, the algorithm can achieve a better result. So it's a very cool research and I just wanted to share it with you. And now let's get out of the image domain and let's go to this text domain. And in the text domain, we're gonna see some other problems that we are having. So the first example that I brought to you today, I think most of you already know, which is the Microsoft bot that was turned into a nazi in a few hours on Twitter. And what they did, they put a bot on Twitter and the goal of this bot was to learn from what people that were interacting to him said. And the problem was that the people that interacted to him was just... Uh, being a nazi, being racist, being sexist, being, you know, not a good person. And in the end, the algorithm turned into a nazi, into a racist, and was saying that Hitler was good. And yeah, you know, it's a problem. And after 24 hours, Microsoft ended up the algorithm. And you may think, why didn't they create some locks to prevent it to happen? And they did. But I don't know that uh, the locks that they created had some flaws or if the algorithm just turned around these locks. What we, know, what we know and what I know is that the algorithm turned into a racist and to a nice a Nazi after learning from people. So what I have to comment about this case, it's not a problem of the algorithm. It's a problem of people. People thought these Nazi things, these racist things to the algorithm. So if our algorithms, if our artificial intelligence algorithms are learning from us and we are being this kind of people, the algorithm will receive this kind of knowledge and the algorithm, yes, it will be Nazi, it will be racist because the algorithm learns with our data. And if we show to them 
that we are people like this, he will learn to be just like us. And maybe the researchers can put some locks, but as we saw here, there are some flaws. The algorithm can maybe turn around these locks and we will have a problem. So let's go to the last example I brought to you today, guys. And it's about the GPT-3. It's the most powerful machine learning algorithm that we have nowadays. And it's a text algorithm. This algorithm, the GPT-3, it can understand text. It can understand context, which is a very hard task. And it can also generate text. And as it can generate text, it can be racist or have some other problems. And that's what we're going to see right now. How does this algorithm work to generate text? You can input to it some words, and from these words, the algorithm will generate a text. So imagine you input to the GPT-3, unicorns exist. And then the GPT-3 will gonna create a blog post by explaining why unicorns exist. So that's how it works, it's very powerful. And maybe it can convince you. And from this, we can already see that uh, there are some problems with the GPT-3. If it's so powerful that can convince, convince someone that unicorns exist. Uh, but I'm not going to go deep into these problems. Maybe I do an episode just about the GPT-3. Now that we understand how does it works to generate text, let's understand the problems of it. Some researchers did an experiment to understand if the algorithm is uh, biased or have something about uh, a specific religion. And they saw that the algorithm has a bias against Muslim people. And what did they do to understand, to realize this problem? They took some religions like Muslim, like Christianism, like Buddhism, and they put uh, the input to the algorithm just the name of the religion. And they asked the algorithm to create 10 sentences from these words. And they saw that 9 of 10 sentences about the Muslim were bad. The, the sentences were talking about uh, terrorism and other things like that. And for the other religions, it was non-bad uh, things or just one bad thing. So we can see here that uh, the model has a big bias against Muslim. And more than that, even the creators themselves they said that the network tends to be toxic and sexist at some times. And what's the problem here? The problem is that the network another time is learning from the internet. And if the network has a bias against Muslim, if the network is toxic, if the network is sexist, it's because the internet is just like that. Because to be trained, the model, it learned from this data. And this data showed him bad things about Muslim, toxic things, sexist things. So the message I would like to pass to you right now is that don't be this kind of people. Be, be a better person than these guys. Because I'm sure that if you are listening to me, you, you like the subject. And if you arrived into it, into a racist algorithm episode, it's because you think it's a problem. So let's start by us, by being better people on the internet. And just to summarize the most important points of this episode, I would like to emphasize the bias that we have on the data, which is very important. We need to assure that uh, the examples that we pass to our network are class representative. So if we are passing people from the network to learn to identify them faces, 
it's important that we pass more or less the same number of white people and black people, the same number of men and women. It's very important. Otherwise, the network can have these problems that uh, I talked to you in the beginning of the episode. And the last thing is that we need to know, we need to understand that the network is learning from our society. The network is learning from us. So if the network is racist, if the network is sexist, if the network is toxic, it's because maybe our society is all of that. So instead of trying to solve the problem of the algorithm, I'm saying another time, let's try to solve the problem of our society. And of course, it's very important to solve these problems in, on algorithms. We can let algorithms be racist, sexist, toxic. So we need to create some locks. But we also, in parallel, we need to solve the problems of our society. Because the algorithm is all about the data that we feed into it. And I hope after this episode you understood the importance of this theme and you also know how, why these problems they happen and what should we do to solve these problems. And if you don't follow the podcast yet on social media, you should follow because I do some cool posts there and you maybe you would like to see. So go follow us on Instagram and on LinkedIn. On Instagram is podcast.lifewithai and on LinkedIn is just lifewithai. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. And until next Thursday, guys, goodbye.